Hi, friends. Welcome back to the second season of You'll Think of Something. This is so exciting. I know. We're so happy to be here with you. Uh, Just as a reminder of what we're doing, this is a podcast that will hopefully provide a space for focused discussion on how to be a productive, creative person on a team, in your own personal work, you know, just in your life in general. So I'm Allie Perkins. I'm a longtime talent professional with loads of experience in facilitation, training design, and program management. And I'm Kara Oropalo. Uh, I'm an animation executive who specializes in training and artistic development uh, with a splash and love of production management <laughs> and the creative process thrown in there. So we cover a lot of ground on this podcast. And if you haven't listened to season one before this, I recommend that you go back and do so. Um, we covered such tantalizing topics as <laughs> icebreakers, um, managing yourself, the joy of meetings, how to schedule creative projects, what we do for inspiration. And uh, last but not least, we had a case study on DFW scavenger hunt, the creative process in the time of COVID for a small business. Yeah, it was really great. So just like Kara said, if you haven't had a chance to visit those, um, those episodes, highly recommend that you do so. Yes. I've heard um, a lot of, uh, good feedback about managing yourself. So I think that's a good one to start with if folks have not listened to us before. Yeah, that's that's a good recommendation. Uh, so last season, uh, we introduced a section called CBBs or could be betters. And I'll let Kara explain what that means. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is some terminology that comes from the world of animation. Uh, basically, uh, there are points um, when you have to... Um, you know, recognize that you don't want to let perfect be the enemy of good, right? Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you do want to identify, like, if we could, we would make this thing better, right? In the case of animation, that usually is like shots, whether it's like, oh, I would adjust that tiny bit of animation in that shot, or I would like, um, oh, that, that, that eye line isn't quite matching up, or there's like a glitch in the background or something like that. And what we do is we label those as could be betters. And we say, Um, we're going to try to come back to those if we can. And in this podcast, um, we try to do that. We try to review what we're doing and reflect on it and then come back to you with fixes if we can. Yeah. So in every project, there's always an opportunity to examine your practices and get better. And this is true even for YTOS. So after our last season, Kara and I took some time to reflect back on what worked what didn't work, and what could work better for our second go. And so after making some big decisions, we wanted to let you in on some important change points and tell you what you can expect from the second season of You'll Think of Something. So Kara, what's changing? Okay, so I would think that the biggest change is the worksheets. Uh, We realized that people weren't using the worksheets that we were making. Uh, we realized that we were the only people using the worksheets that we were making. <laughs> yeah. When we started with the concept of the worksheets, what we wanted to do was provide people with a framework to be able to apply their own challenges and problems and, and issues. And um, I think that got lost. Um, so we're hoping this time around when we do include worksheets um, or, or content that you can download 
Um, we're hoping they'll be very intentional and hopefully more useful, like with the end user in mind. Um, I, I also think that um, the thing is that Allie spent a lot of time putting these together. She became quite the PDF master. <laughs> and we were like, this isn't worth it. Like, this isn't worth it to waste Allie's time on this if nobody's going to download them. <laughs> Um, so that was a big one. Um, what else? We're going to try to stick to around 45 minutes. Uh, please help us to hold to this. But already, as we've been recording, I want to say, like, I want to give a shout out to Allie. You've been working really hard to hold us to this. So thank you, Allie. Oh, you're welcome. Um, we also receive feedback that people like it when we're more conversational. So we're going to try to be a little less structured with our discussions. I mean, Allie and I are planners by nature. So it's a little hard for us to be fast and loose, but we do think the release from the worksheet will help. It'll just be a little bit more casual, don't you think? Yeah, I absolutely think so. We were following those worksheets to the letter, um, which means that we didn't get to uh, talk freely or openly um, around some of the things that we did think were relevant to the yeah. topics. And so, and we kind of lost that playful element as well. And it's something that we want to make sure that we keep uh, in our podcast from here on forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then one more thing that I think is just interesting right now in, um, in this virtual environment that we all find ourselves in um, is active listening um, just because we're going to be more conversational, you're going to hear more inflection and reaction to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, like we're going to be talking over each other or reacting to, more to each other. And honestly, that's something we were trying to avoid uh, for editing purposes. And, and Allie and I are both like super active listeners. Like we nod our heads vigor- vigorously. We like say, oh, yes, or 100 percent or I totally agree. And we've been trying to avoid this in order to make for clean editing. Um, But we're like, you know what? Let's just keep it in there. It's okay if sometimes we step on each other. It sounds better. It sounds more conversational. Um, And I think it is interesting because it relates, I think, to just sort of the virtual conferencing factor of working and the fact that, Mm -hmm. like, you can't talk over each other on Zoom or whatever or Teams. And so um, I don't know. I think you and I have been trying really hard to, like, um, maintain that like professional space. And like, we have to remember that with the podcast, we can just talk with each other and that's fine. Yeah. And we also want you to feel like as listeners that you're sitting at the table with us. Um, and I think that that is much more, or, or, you know, having those indicators of active listening is going to help you feel more welcome and more comfortable in the conversation. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. I like that. I hope people can also just hear the ding that happened when I, my hand bumped into my wine glass. So that also. See, we're so relatable. We're so casual people. (laughs) Anyways, So in addition to these changes, what else should we expect to see or rather hear this season, Allie? So I'm really excited about the topics that we are tackling. Um, They include directional communication, Uh, walking through a pitch or presentation, uh, delegation going hand in hand with the culture of martyrdom, professional development in the time of COVID, and a really cool case study episode with our friend Danielle Pogue from Endora's Bakehouse. 
Yes, I'm so excited about all of these. Like, it makes me want to launch into them and talk about them right now. And I'm like, I wait, know. we have like full episodes about all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So definitely um, keep uh, downloading and please subscribe because you don't want to miss a single episode of this season. Yay. But, yeah, but before we get started, <laughs> we thought we would catch you up on 2021 and what we've been doing since our 2020 New Year's resolution podcast. I know, which was like ages ago. I know. Um, I know. It's so funny because just so everyone knows, um, we were planning on, we were hoping to have new episodes out this past summer, but like all things, um, that was delayed. But I'm really proud of us that we were able to still get it in under the wire in 2021 in general. (laughs) So the reasons that this release was delayed uh, we're all good. We had a lot of life stuff happen. Um, and that's what I hope we get into right now. Yeah. So Allie, tell us about your life stuff. Tell us what you're doing now. What's going on? Yeah, well, I just hit um, my one year at Toyota uh, Motor Yay. North America. Uh, so I work here at the headquarters. Uh, and it's a super exciting milestone because Um, Being unemployed during COVID and um, having Toyota at the very top of my dream list of places to work um, feels so very fresh and raw still. And so to to have my one year uh, there felt really, really good. And um, just the feedback that I've gotten from my coworkers and my peers uh, is that it was really uh it was a really easy transition for me as well you know and um never have I joined a team and it been this seamless and um have I known immediately that I made the right choice oh that's so wonderful and and I have to say that like um I know that that there have been obviously work challenges that have come up in the past year, um, but it feels like it's a really good environment. It feels like they care about you um, and it feels like they're trying to like help you grow and they want to see you grow, which is awesome. Yeah, it's really wonderful. There are lots of internal um, cultural institutions Mm -hmm. that um, I'm really happy that I get to take advantage of. Yeah, the company has a lot of great cultural institutions that I can take advantage of. Not to say that there aren't challenges. There are definitely challenges, especially with an organization of this size. Yeah. Um, but that's all to say that some of the ways in which they operate are really fantastic and um, very much aligned with my values. So, oh, it. how great is that? Yeah. Um, and then I have one more big life change. Yes. I'm having another baby. <laughs> Yay! Congratulations, Allie and the whole Perkins Thanks. family. Yeah, yeah. Another Perkins is going to join the mix in April 2022. So, um, uh, my pregnancies historically have not been super easy. Um, <laughs> um, and, and not to say that I've had any um, medical challenges per se, because I want to be very clear about that. That hasn't been um, what I've had to personally deal with. What I have had to deal with is intense physical sickness. So intense yeah. physical illness. Yeah. Um, so 
it's been a lot to have to carry through um, these um, last couple of months, um, but it's all worth it to get that baby in the end. That baby, that baby's coming. <laughs> that baby's coming. <laughs> oh man, we're super excited for you guys. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. So Kara, what about you? Um, I'm not pregnant. Um, <laughs> um, so there's that. Um, no, um, I am, uh, I had a really big, big work change this year. Um, a totally unexpected one. Um, I changed jobs. I had been working with the university and consulting. Um, and, um, I went back to the industry, the animation industry. They lured me back in, um, Wild, really, which is wild. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I'm going to work. I'm going to be a professor and I'm going to stay here and I'm going to like live in this and I'm going to be at this university forever and that's going to be great. And um, there were a bunch of things that happened, but I would say the biggest thing that happened was um, I just got an incredible offer that I couldn't turn down. Um, so I joined DNEG specifically, um, DNEG animation, um, DNEG as a whole is a company that is, um, super well known for its work in visual effects. And, um, with, uh, over the last couple of years, a new division DNEG animation has grown, um, and they just released their first feature length film, Ron's Gone Wrong in October, which was super exciting. Um, and they're working on five more projects, uh, that are going to be coming out in the next, um, year or two. Um, and then, you know, more and more and more. So they grew from being like this little tiny crew that was, uh, delivering a single movie to now being uh, a company um, or an internal division of over 700 people. Mm. And they realized that with that growth that they needed some more um, like strategy and overhead. And so this summer I joined as their vice president of training, outreach and artistic development. And it's amazing how, you know, you've been in this role for um, a couple of weeks now months I've been now I've been here for almost two months yeah okay okay so and hopefully one day um, we can go into more detail around your transition from yeah. academia into the industry because um, it was kind of a wild ride there for about yeah. two weeks yeah. um, and you had to really navigate it using your savvy and um, also be very intentional and yeah. balancing um, the respect that you have for people with mm -hmm. the um, with your own families and personals need personal yeah. personal needs my personals um, yeah the personals mm -hmm. um, but yeah so I, I hope that one day we get to have like a really nice open conversation about yeah. that with our yeah. listeners because I think it could really help people it's it helped me honestly oh, to kind of see you. you know what um, what you stood up for you know, thank you. And, and what informed your decision making. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, it was I mean, that's the thing like negotiating and navigating um, new contracts and new positions can be so overwhelming. Um, because you feel like who am I to ask for these things? Or who am I to make changes? Or, or am I making those? Am I making the right decision at all? Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like 
you know, of course, in those moments, you just have to kind of trust your gut. But I'm really happy to say now, a few months later, that I, I feel really good about the decisions I made. I feel I'm really happy at DNAG Animation right now. I'm really happy with the people I'm working with and um, the things I'm going to be able to do with this company. So yeah, I'm happy to be back in, in the industry. Let's do this. Woo! Congratulations, Kara. Yeah. So that was my biggest thing. And then and then along with that, I had a couple other um you know, smaller things happen, but I think probably the, the most like emotionally exciting one for me was starting to travel again Mm -hmm. and starting to like see family again. And that was, that was really incredible, um, to get back out there and be like, okay, let's do this. Let's, uh, (laughs) let's get on the road. Let's get on a plane. Let's see people again. Right. Tighten those luggage tags and get things moving. I love it. Yeah. So this year um, obviously didn't go quite the way that we had planned. And, and like you said, Allie, like for the better in many ways, right? Yes. Um, but that, you know, we should probably take a minute to reflect on some of the goals that we shared with our listeners um, back at the beginning of 2021. So, hey, Allie, how are those goals? Did you stick to them? You know what I love about this conversation is that we're basically having a check-in, which is so important when it comes to monitoring your goals and tracking your progress. So um, just so you know, we are following a really good process right here. Go us. Yes. So uh, my first goal was to complete 240 workouts this year. Um, And uh, I... I'm happy to say that I am going to reach that goal by hey, December 31st. Yeah. Oh my gosh, awesome. Yeah, so I got really into um, my daily burn app. So I've, I've continued to do that. But also I signed up to run a 10K. Um, Kara's rolling her eyes at me right now. I'm like, who, what pregnant person who's dealing with like a crap load of stuff at work is like, hey, let's go run a 10K. You me. Girl. Yeah, I know me. You. <laughs> That's um, But it is um, scheduled to be um, on Thanksgiving Day. So I'm going to do a turkey trot with my brother who runs marathons. So um, it's going to be a fun day. And I'm really looking forward to actually kind of meeting this physical goal while I'm pregnant. Good job. Um, saying like, hey, I'm five months, but I've, I've done a much better job this time around, uh, keeping up my physical activity during this, this time. So impressive. Good job. Yeah. Um, the second is to post a video message or reflection on something that I learned once a week on LinkedIn. Um, big fail. Did not do that. <laughs> Absolutely not. I just, do you I'm think gonna... it's something you still want to do? Or are you like, no, nah, I'm cool. It's something I still want to do. Okay. However, right now it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense Mm -hmm. for me to do that. And I've actually really been thinking about the kind of content that I put out in terms of what goes on LinkedIn Mm -hmm. and how I can make that either more interactive or more valuable. I see a lot of the same stuff just Mm -hmm. being generated out there. And I'm not really sure I want to add to that like, whole um work-life balance conversation or like I just what yeah what's being put out on LinkedIn is the same stuff over and over right now and I'm so just, true I just don't need to play right. in that space yeah, at this you're point. like if I'm gonna put this out there I want it to be intentional and worthwhile yeah, yeah. so thank you 
<laughs> well, you're welcome. <laughs> so once I think we start, you know, releasing episodes again of YTOS and our season picks up, you'll definitely see me on LinkedIn more. Um, but right now, not so much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then during the YTOS recording schedule, this is number three, by the way, I will check my calendar before committing to outside activities to avoid double booking myself, thereby forcing us to reschedule our recording sessions. Sorry, Kara. And I think I've done really good about this. I think so, too. However, I have been very pregnant and very unmedicated um, as far as my ADD goes for the last, um, I don't know, four months. Um, and so I have let some things slip my mind. Uh, I have forgotten some tasks. Uh, and Kara has a very gracefully kind of like picked me up and put me back on the path. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're like the easiest person to put back on a path. Don't worry. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I stepped off the path. I'll, I'll fix it. I'll fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Your guilt puts you back on the path more than I do. That's exactly <laughs> right. You're so right. But anyways, um, that has um, that I, I've definitely worked on that. And then number four is I will set up my Etsy store and sell 10 products by the end of the year. Now, okay, look, I kind of set up my Etsy store. However, that's not what I've been spending my time on this year so much. Um, while I find a lot of enjoyment in sewing, I feel like it's probably something I'm going to do more for like my friends and family in the future. Yeah. Versus customers. Um, so um, that is kind of, you know, it's, it's out there, but yeah. I'm not actively working towards it. I actually think this is a great example of that thing when you realize, like, and I guess your LinkedIn one is too, that you're like, wait, why am I doing this? Let mm -hmm. me question if this is necessary right now. Mm -hmm. um, and then stepping back and saying, never mind, I'm going to spend time on something else. Because you very consciously said, like, you were focusing on your Etsy store. And then you were like, is this where I should be putting my time right now? Um, mm -hmm. And you, you and your husband were able to say, like, maybe this isn't the right thing right now. Maybe don't mm -hmm. spend time on this. And so I think that was really, that was really good of you. I feel like there's like a little Greg McClellan standing on my yeah. shoulder. He's like, <laughs> way to find what's essential. Except in a better accent. Yeah. So. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So overall, I'm really happy with how yeah. I ended my year um, mm -hmm. in terms of my goals. Uh, and even though I didn't meet them all, I still learned a lot and feel like I did put my energy towards the right stuff this year. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. What about you, Kara? How'd you do on your goals? Well, as you may recall, I had like 752 of them. So oh, I think I commented <laughs> on that. I'm yeah, sure. You did. Um, <laughs> But so I won't go through all of them, but I will say that um, I feel like every bucket that I had, I was able to consciously work on. Like, um, for example, in my environment bucket, um, we did find a more ecologically friendly laundry solution. Um, and we found a really great uh, local refill station for like our soaps and laundries and shampoos and things like that. Um we have upped our number of vegetarian meals. We stopped using Amazon Prime. Um, so there are lots of things like that that I did well. Um, we did not start composting yet. Going to get to that soon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you got rid of the Bezos affiliation. How does it yes. feel to be freed from the Prime chains? It feels great. Uh, it genuinely does because now I can make fun of him and his like dumb penis rocket ship and I don't feel like I'm also feeding into it. So 
<laughs> so now I'm at liberty to make fun of him. <laughs> but, um, okay, I have a question though. Are there yeah. times when you do feel the inconvenience or? 100%. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, and, and I have had to figure out other situations. Um, and I'll be honest, like there've been a couple of times I've still ordered from Amazon because I'm like, yeah. I don't know how else to find this thing. Sure. Sure. Um, so there have been a few moments that I've had to, but, um, I've had to like really go out of my way to source local stores or to go pick stuff up. Yes. Like instead of having stuff shipped to me, but you know, again, I'm like, this is better for the environment. I will do this. It's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right. And I think one of the things about Amazon as well, in terms of like, it's, it's how it's permeated our culture. It's like when I'm going and looking at um, our articles on like the strategist, or just like, even if I'm going to um, whatever, I don't know, fashion articles I'm reading, mm-hmm. or like, this is the top 10 gifts. Um, right. It's always linked back to Amazon and not to the I home know. website of the product. You're so right. And I just, um, I've been noticing that a lot Yeah, as I've been finishing up my Christmas shopping. And it's like, it's a little unnerving, you know? Yeah, yeah I know. I, I've just been trying. The only time I ever like actively link to stuff, I think, on the internet is like either YouTube stuff or um, book uh, recommendations. And I've been trying really hard to not link to Amazon when I send people book recommendations. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> awesome. <sighs> But anyway, um, other things financially, um, we had a good year. Um, we were able to open up a 401k replacement for my husband's business, um, small business. So that was really exciting, um, that we were able to like make the space in our budget to do that. Um, and wellness, I think that I had a hit or miss year. I don't think that I got in as many workouts as Allie, um, (laughs) But I do think that I did a much better job of consciously walking yeah. and doing yoga every week. Good. Um, you got outside and, a lot too. Yes, we got outside a lot, and I and I I made a a really conscientious effort to do that. So that felt really good. Um, and um, my career and growth ended up taking, like I said, a bunch of different turns. Um, but I'm also really happy with the the places that it went and um, the things I was able to accomplish during that time. And then there was other, we had some other goals in the like home, um, like the improving our home space, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and I felt really good about those. Like I planted a lime tree, we planted a veggie garden, we worked on our landscaping um, and we did a lot of that ourselves. And that was like really nice, satisfying work. Yeah. Um, and we did some other things inside that like are challenging for people like us who don't use tools often, like, <laughs> like got, get new like lights and new fans and things like that. So I was proud of us for that. Um, but then there are a bunch of other things I didn't do in the world of home, you know, maintenance. Like I didn't refinish my kid's bathtub. So that's going on to next year's to-do list, like <laughs> things like that. But, you know, you win some, you lose some, but overall I feel, I feel like, um, I feel very positive about the way that um, I feel like I did over like over 60%. So that feels like a win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I want to remind our listeners is that uh, these goals and your goals in general um, are aspirational. That's why they're goals. Yeah. Um, 
And just having set them means that you're going to make more progress than if you didn't have them set at all. Yeah. So just that consistency of working towards your goals really matters. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I think that um, celebrating uh, the stuff that you are able to get done and then also looking at what didn't get done and examining why, like you Mm -hmm. did so well this year, Allie, like, I think that that's a really important part of the process too. And saying, well, maybe this like no longer serves me. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So we accomplished a lot. We've done a lot. Our lives have changed a lot. Mm. Um, What have we learned in the last year since we recorded? Well, um, I'll say with our podcast, I think that we learned how to, um, we learned how to use some different software. Mm-hmm. Um, by have. the way, I just want to say that like, like, for example, this season we're using, um, we're recording with anchor, mm-hmm. um, which is exciting. Um, and I feel like, um, we also learned how to, um, more efficiently and expediently, uh, record episodes, right. Yes. To make your editing life easier. Well, also I get sleepy at like nine o'clock. So <laughs> we really had to like, shift <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get this done. I know, and I am now working with London, so I'm getting up on like what is it turns out it turns out to be like normal alley hours, um, <laughs> but um, I am now waking up at like five a.m. and also trying to go to bed earlier um, mm-hmm. so that I have more crossover with London, and so we're both sleepy heads. But it's made us more efficient. Absolutely, it has. Yeah. Um, so I think that we learned a lot in the way that. Um, um, we worked on this podcast and the way that we could um, fit it in around our lives. And so I was really proud of us for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then and then personally, I would say some of the big things that I've learned this year um, is, number one, I started taking anxiety medication. Woohoo! Yeah. Welcome. Join us. <laughs> <laughs> the water is warm it, and it's a little bit more relaxing. Totally soothing, right? <laughs> Um, so this was something that I had been really anxious about, like having a discussion with my doctor about, and, um, I did, and it went so well. Um, and she was so great about it. She was like, listen, let's just try out some different things. Let's keep you on some low doses and see what works best with you. Um, and I found my groove and I found this, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with, uh, both the medicine as well as, um, just, the way that it's able to just take the edge off a little bit of my, um, you know, obsessive compulsive need to get things done and complete to-do lists. So that's been a big win for me. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. Love to hear it. Um, so that was important to me. Other things that I learned this year, um, through the pandemic, my husband and I started doing something that I may have referred to last season called solid Tuesdays in which we would spend time apart doing our own things. Um, and that like time by myself, it turns out was like really needed. And so even now, um, when we're still back to seeing other people and back on a relatively, I mean, semi normal life schedule, I don't know what normal is. Um, we're still doing solid Tuesdays and having that one night designated as mine in the week has been become like a really nice special time for me. Um, so doing that, I learned that that was really important. Um, and then lastly, I think another thing that I learned this year was, um, or I rather relearned was I, I rediscovered my love of biking. 
Did we know that Kara did triathlons? No, we didn't. I learned this. I learned this and I learned about her reignited passion for biking. So it's just, it, it took me a little bit by surprise. And I think that's awesome. I know. We're still learning new things about each other. Exactly. Well, and then I think about that. And I'm like, yeah, duh, because we've only been friends for two years. It just feels much, much longer I than know. that. I know, right? <laughs> when you survive a pandemic together. Yes. Um, it feels like more than that. Um, yeah. So I used to do triathlons. Um when I was, when I worked at DreamWorks, we had this really great active team that would be part of the Nautica Malibu triathlon, um, which was super fun. Um, and it was like, we would swim, it would be a half mile swim, an 18 mile bike and a four mile run. Um, and that was how I learned that I loved rough water swimming, for example. Um, it was also super fun because a ton of celebrities did it too. So I got to go swimming with the likes of, um, Mario Lopez, and coincidentally, also Mark Paul Gosselier. Wow. Okay. So is this what all the Saved by the Bell people are doing? <laughs> They're just doing triathlons. Um, <laughs> with Kara or Paulo. With me. With me. <laughs> um, so that was really fun. Um, but anyways, but then I, I kind of, uh, you know, got busy with life and babies and things like that. And I, I still swim regularly, but I hadn't biked in a really long time. And because my kids are now um, able to ride bikes, um, we just bought a used bike and my husband and I have been biking with them and, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. Why did I stop doing this? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, it's been great. So, um, so I find myself like yearning to get out and be riding my bike and especially right now in Texas, the weather is wonderful. So, um, it was a really nice thing to relearn about myself this year. That's fantastic. I love yeah. it. Um, what about you, Allie? What have you learned about this year? Oh, I have learned so much about my family. Mm. Um, I think that I've learned a lot about how my husband and I work together mm. in our household. Um, this last year and a half, like for so many other people, has been extremely challenging. And I think that as I have reflected back on my um, period of unemployment and all of this uncertainty, um, I realized just how much he supported me yeah. and um, how I never felt alone Aww. during that time. And he always made it very clear that he believed in me and he knew our family would be okay um, in a really supportive, but also realistic way. Like he, yeah. you know, he would completely understand when some days I would just feel down and yeah. He gave me the space to feel sad and he gave me the space to feel angry and um, and to just kind of like pout because life isn't fair. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that that's one of the more beautiful things that I have come to appreciate is that um, my husband is a wonderful father, a wonderful partner. And um, I feel like I probably couldn't have done that done that year without without him. Oh, that's so, beautiful. Oh, yeah. wonderful. Yay, John Michael. We love you. <laughs> He's pretty great. Yeah, he is great. Um, um, and the other thing that I think I've learned is how much it matters that the work I do reflects my own personal values. And I can tell you that even though I have had a lot of work challenges and the hours have been long and some of it has been thankless, um, I still wholeheartedly uh, believe in my place at Toyota. I love 
the company and I love the people I work for because the company does things that reflect my values. And so I am, even though the work is hard and even though I am tired, I know that I'm contributing to a company that is doing great things, not just for the country, but actually for the world. And that makes me feel really really good. Um, So I think that that's something that I had been missing from not my previous job at Topgolf. um, One of the reasons I chose to work for that company is because of the, uh, the accessibility to Topgolf Mm -hmm. and the culture there. So Mm -hmm. not what that was never an issue there. I just didn't work there long enough to kind of build those ties. Right. Right. Um, But, um, you know, before when I worked for of luxury retail brand, um, I think I got disheartened really quickly or disillusioned really quickly um, because the work that I was doing was hard and the hours were long and it was thankless. um, And it was all to make sure that people sold more handbags. Right. Just like all centered in consumerism. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I realized that, that, that didn't feed my soul. So, yeah. so um, even though Toyota sells cars at the end of the day, we're doing a lot around uh, mobility and access for people right. on right. a really large scale. Right. And that matters to me. It matters. Yeah. It matters a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's yeah. beautiful. Well, thanks for taking the time to uh, reflect on this past year and what we've all been doing since we were last together uh, at the end of 2020, beginning of 2021. Um, We're really excited for a new season um, ahead with all of you. Yeah. And, you know, as uh, this season of YTOS is just ramping up, um, we're all kind of winding down on our year. So please, um, you know, get ready with us for 2021. And hopefully you'll join us again for the second edition of our resolutions episode, um, because we're going to make it a great year. Right, Kara? Yes, we're going to make it a great year. And even if you're not sure right now what that means, um, don't worry, because you're going to think of something. Thank you for listening to this episode of You'll Think of Something. Just as a reminder, the views expressed in this podcast are the personal thoughts and feelings of the hosts and do not reflect those of their affiliated workplaces or larger organizations. To find more resources from the show, visit ytos-podcast.com. You can follow us on Instagram at ytos.podcast. And please email us with feedback or with suggestions for future shows at ytos.podcast at gmail.com. And remember, don't worry, you'll think of something.